0: everybody. Welcome once again to our Sunday morning time together as we get into God's Word and uh, kind of expand where we're going in this brand new year. If you have your Bible, I'd like to begin over in Isaiah chapter 43. It's a verse we started with last week and we're continuing on talking about those things that God's going to be deepening us in in uh, 2021. So I want you to make sure you listen closely to this series because I think you're going to find as this year unfolds that uh, a lot of the stuff that I'm just laying out for you this morning, which aren't necessarily new points of thought, but you're going to find that the level of understanding that you have, and there's 12 of these that I'm going to cover. I covered three last week, four this week, five next week. I thought I'd get through this in two weeks, but no way you're gonna find that the level of your understanding uh, and the revelation you receive on these is gonna deepen. So let me begin over in Isaiah chapter 43 and verse 19. Isaiah chapter 43 verse 19, and just for grins, I'm gonna use uh, the Amplified Bible the whole time this morning. I like to switch up in versions of the Bible that I use simply because if you get really used to one version of the Bible, that's the lens you see through but if you go from the New King James to the NLT to the NASB to the Amplified, you'll find always there's a little bit of nuance and difference that might help you to, to spring into some new understanding. So this morning we're gonna look at the Amplified. Isaiah 43, 19, God says this, he says, listen carefully, listen carefully, listen carefully, I'm about to do new thing now what I want you to see here is he says he's going to do it so he's the initiator he is always the initiator as things unfold in life as he takes us into deeper revelation he's always the initiator and we're the responders and he shows us this he said I am about to do a new thing now it shall spring forth if he says it'll happen it'll happen I don't know of any place in the Bible where God says this is my will but what that will does not happen that will does not transpire it will come to pass anytime god says this is my will you can take it to the bank it will be accomplished so when god says it's not my will that any should perish but that all should come to a change of mind you can just rest assured that all are going not nobody's going to perish and everybody's going to come to a change of mind All right. so he says i'm going to do a new thing now it shall spring forth will you not be aware of it. Will you not be aware of it? That's your job. Our job is to be aware, simply understand what he's doing. Will you not be aware of it? He said, I will put a road in the wilderness and I will put rivers in the desert. So he starts out by saying, this is my initiative. I'm about to do a new thing. It's gonna happen. And what I want you to do is to stand back and just submit to it, be aware of it, and here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do some things that are naturally impossible. I'm gonna put a road in the wilderness, and I have to understand when he said this, they didn't have uh, excavating equipment like we have today. It was a major job to put a road that one could, could travel on in a chariot. It took a major job, or ride a donkey or horse, took a major, major job to build a road, especially in the wilderness were to put a stream in a desert are you kidding me that's mission impossible but he said I just want you to be aware of it I'm here's what I'm gonna do I'm gonna I'm gonna do some things that you think are impossible but as as this unfolds you're gonna see that I initiated it I will do it and I want you aware of it all right so let me ask you a couple questions this morning What if? what if and there's a good confirming scripture just happened across my mind. I think, it's, I think it's in chapter 42, long about verse nine. He says it a little bit different. He says, indeed the former things have come to pass. Now I declare new things to you. Now I declare new things. Before they spring forth, I proclaim them to you. Now this is, this is another great insight. In in chapter 43, he said, I'm gonna do a new thing. I'm initiating it, I want you to be aware of it. And he says, impossible things will take place. Now in verse nine of chapter 42, he said the former things have have come to pass. So a lot of the things that you are understanding today, you've already got a handle on, it's come to pass. He said, now I'm gonna declare some new things and before they spring forth, I'm going to tell you about it. So here's what I think we're doing right now. We're looking at some new things that are going to come forth. Are they, are they things that we haven't had an inkling about or a little bit of revelation about? Probably not. We've had some idea of these. But these 12 that I'm talking to you about uh, last week, this week, and next week, they're really shift changers in life. When, when these things get deeper, they create continual shift, changing. So what if, what if this morning, let me ask you a couple questions. What if I told you that everything you need, or ever will need, you already have? Everything you need or ever will need, you're already in possession of. You say, yeah, but how about prayer? You know, I'm told to pray for those things. Well, let's just look at what he said about prayer. Let's look at that verse from Mark chapter 11, that that familiar verse from Mark chapter 11, verse 24. Mark chapter 11, verse 24, follow along. If you're not following along, at least with the scriptures, at least write them down so you can go back this week and review them, right? Now, here's what what Jesus said about prayer. Now, what if everything, let me repeat it, what if everything that you ever need, need now, or ever will need, what if you're already in possession of? Mark 11, 24 says that Jesus said this, For this reason I am telling you, Whatever things you ask for in prayer, in accordance with God's will, believe with confident trust that you have received them and they will be given to you. He said, whatever you're praying for, believe that you already have it, that you're already in possession of it, and you will receive it. Now, let me me say this to you, and I don't want you to ever forget this. This will change your life. You can only receive what grace has already fully given to you. There is nothing you can receive. You can't receive salvation, health, healing, prosperity, wholeness, deliverance, soundness. You can't receive any of those things, but what grace has already given them to you, now it's a matter of you becoming aware of it. And that's exactly what Jesus is telling us. He said, when you go into prayer, and you're saying, Father, uh, this this is, where I'm at, this is a need that I have. He said, you need to believe that you're already in possession of it. And he said, if you can, if you can become aware of it, if you can become awakened to the fact that you already have it, then you'll receive it. So there, there, there's an objective, subjective side to this. The objective side is that you already got everything you'll ever need, now or forever. The subjective part is you coming into the realization and the awareness that you already have it. All right, what if, let me give you another what if, I'm full of what ifs this morning. What if your journey from now through eternity was all about learning to draw from the kingdom that has already been sovereignly placed within you? What if you're on a journey now to learn how to live out of the kingdom that is already within? All right, so now, what I'm, what I'm trying to say is what if, the kingdom that is within you is going to sustain you, and you will live out of it eternally. all right? What if, what if, when you pass from this dimension to the next dimension, from this phase of life to the next phase of life, which is just a higher frequency, a higher vibration, a greater awareness, a higher consciousness, when, when you when you drop this earth suit, you're gonna you're gonna live. A more full life than you than you're living now you're gonna be aware of more things it's not it's not that you're gonna uh, it's not that things are going to change all that much I think I think we're gonna be shocked so my question is this what if when you pass from this dimension of life to the next that you begin there in your spiritual maturity and learning to live from the kingdom where you left off here what if it's just a progression? Now that adds a whole new meaning to growing and developing as much as you possibly can here. What if? I, I have a real strong feeling about this. What if when you pass from this life to that life, which is just a continuation of life, you're never gonna die. You walk from the you walk from the kitchen into the dining room. That's that's basically what it is. But I do know this that you're gonna be more conscious, more perceptive, more sensitive. To living in life than you are now. So what if what if what if your development that you come through here is picked up right where you leave off and it's continued on and so you continue to grow? I think that's what Paul was getting at in uh, what is it, Ephesians two seven when he said that it's going to take us the ages to come to discover the depths of the love and the grace that God has for us. It's a continuation. It's not a. It's not an abrupt stop and then you all of a sudden start another life. It's a continuation of life. You have, you have within you eternal life. That's a life that that has no end to it. You have eternal life dwelling within you. What, what if the Father right now, let me give you one more what if and then we'll get on with it. What if the Father is growing you now into the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ? And what if that that growth, that continuing to mature into the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ continues on until what Paul said, until Christ is fully formed within us. now, I started last week on 12 things that I think the Father is going to work in us in the foreseeable future. And I started, as I said just a few minutes ago, I started by giving you three of those last week. I wanna give you four this morning and I wanna give you five more next week to end this up. And the reason I'm doing doing this, and I I was, I was praying in November, December about, okay, what, what should we do in January? Father, how do you want us to begin to share? And I felt strongly that he said, the first two weeks you go back and lay a foundation of grace. Let them know what grace is, the message of grace, hyper, pure, radical grace. And we did that. Then he said, I, I felt like he said, the next couple of three weeks, I want you to go over what I'm going to be unveiling to my people on a higher level, a higher level, deeper dimension. Now, it's not, like I said, it's not that these uh, phrases or what I, the points that I'm making to you are, are new. That's not necessarily the point. The point is he's going to take you beyond your current understanding of these 12, right? We are the body of Christ. We're not the body of Jesus. We're the body of Christ. It's a, it's a mystical union of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, and us that will be constructed by the Holy Spirit worldwide. He's bringing a body of people together worldwide, and I have, have more to say about it. Matter of fact, I, I talked about that last week about connecting you to people all over the world. It's not just connecting anymore to people in your local church or your local vicinity. He's taking people in Australia, United States, Great Britain, South Africa. He's combining, he's bringing us together. He's knitting his body together as, as the body of Christ. It's a mystical body, not the body of Jesus, flesh body. It's a mystical body, mystical union. All right, let's look at a couple of more of these. These, these, This is what I see the Father saying that he's going to teach us more about as we go. All right, number four, number four. Revelation is going to unfold this year. It's gonna be very practical. Revelation is going to unfold this year to help you solve the mysteries and the problems of life. The mysteries and problems of life. The things that you're facing right now that you say, I don't know what to do. I don't know what decisions to make. He's going to begin to unveil to you by the Spirit what steps that you need to take. We overlook part of that verse from John chapter 16, verse 13. I'm gonna read it in just a minute. But we overlook part of the Spirit of Truth's assignment. He has an assignment. Jesus sent him on a particular assignment. And I think that we have neglected, at least I haven't heard much teaching. I haven't taught much on this element of the Spirit of Truth's mission, that I think is going to unfold in South. Many of you have questions about, okay, why, why is this happening? Or what is going on here? Or what do I need to do about that? The veil is gonna raise. This year, you're gonna get a greater understanding about the practicalities of the decisions and choices you need to make. And it goes hand in hand with the first point I gave you last week, with hearing clearly the voice of the Father. But we've neglected part of the Spirit of Truth's assignment. He's been delivering it but we haven't been attuned to it. So let me read this for you. In John chapter 16, and again, this is a verse that I, I read a lot, you know it, but I don't think we've heard the last part of this. Now listen carefully, this is out of the Amplified. I'm gonna use the Amplified all morning today. John 16, verse 13. Jesus said, but when he, the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth, full and complete truth, that's his assignment. His assignment is to take you into all truth. We've we've covered some of that. For he will not speak of his own initiative, but he will speak whatever he hears from the Father, the message regarding the Son. Now watch. And he will disclose to you what is to come. And he will disclose to you what is to come. He will disclose to you. He will show you things to come. Now, let me ask you a question. How would it change your life if you knew what was coming? If you you understood the circumstances that were going to be breaking for how would it change your life? If if you knew the end result, here's what I'm driving at, if you knew the end result of your choices before you actually committed to making the choice, how would it change your life? You're offered a new job. How how would it affect your choice of accepting or rejecting that job if you knew ahead of time how that job would work out? Decisions you make with your children, even stocks that you would put into your 401k portfolio. If you knew the end result before you made the decision, how would it affect your life? Right? Now this comes back to unfolding and solving the mysteries and the problems that we have in life. He's going to show us things to come so that when you look at the problem, you look at the mystery you're facing, you got a dilemma, right? You're offered a, a, a big promotion, but it requires you move to from Houston to Chicago. How would it affect you if you knew how that, that move would end up for you, what that choice would be? You might go to Chicago and there's a massive layoff and you'd be laid off where you wouldn't have been if you stayed in Houston. Would that affect your choice? Have you ever asked the Father for the results of the decisions that you're making before you make them? Part of the job of the spirit of truth, we just read it, is to show us things that are to come. We're dealing with the one who planned the end from the beginning. So if he knows the end from the beginning, he knows all of the points along the way from the beginning to the end. So wherever you're at in the journey, whatever choices and decisions you have to make, the spirit of truth knows the results of those decisions. You are one spirit with the Lord. You are, you are one branch connected to the vine. And when we teach on vine branch connection, it's just not about you know money, it's not about resources. Your connection as a branch to the vine involves wisdom. It involves understanding and truth. You are connected to the source of wisdom. You're connected to the source of understanding. You're connected to the source of truth. If that is so, then how about if we, if we began to say, Father, before I make this decision, before I make the purchase, before I move to the city, before I, before I discipline the children this way, What's, what's going to be the result of this? Would you show me what is to come? See, we need to look for this year, this, this time we're entering into, we need to look for a lifting of the veil of mystery that has blocked our ability to tap the spirit that will change our world by sharing with us things that are to come. That's a new thought to me. I'll be honest with you, I've never done that much. I, I shouldn't say much, I have never, I've never done it. I've asked, I've asked the Father to guide me in my choices. I've said, Father, I would like to do this, would you please make it happen? I've done all those things. I've asked the Spirit of Truth to show me things, but I've never asked the Spirit of Truth, give me, give me the result of my decision before I make it. Show me what is to come. Show me what is in front of me. Look, The Father never designed the kingdom to be confusing. He never designed it to be uh, uh, fearful or filled with uncertainty or insecurity. So as we make these transitions, as we make these shifts, the mysteries that we've encountered that involve especially our daily life, our daily living, I think are going to begin to clear up to some degree. All right? so. I've got a lot to say about it. I could do a series on this, I think, as I could all these 12. And sometime during the year, we're gonna hit them all again a lot more. But I want you to be prepared this year that you're gonna be filled with wisdom concerning the things that are to come. The the, the problems, the mysteries that you're facing, the dilemmas are gonna be solved. You're gonna see it. You're gonna get the wisdom. You're gonna get the understanding. And part of it comes from saying, Father, show me what is to come. All right, number five. Number five, this is huge. You're gonna see this coming season, grace without limits. Grace without limits. No matter how hyper uh, radical or pure you think grace is, you haven't discovered it all yet. You haven't even scratched the surface. I have to chuckle on Facebook when I see people that say, oh, I've, I've moved beyond grace. There's no way you can move beyond grace. If Paul said it would take the ages to come for us to unravel the depths of God's grace and love toward us, then what makes, what in the world makes us think in four or five years that we can plummet the depths of grace and have a full handle and understanding on it, so much so that we wanna move on past it? I'm telling you, you're not gonna move past it. This year, you're going to see new levels and new depths of grace now here's an area that i think you're going to experience it in i see the limits coming off of us that we have placed on ourselves. let me rephrase that i'm gonna i see some of the laws and restrictions that we have placed on ourselves coming off Uh, in galatians chapter 1 in verse 6 i want to read this for you because paul faced this all the time he he would move into an area He would get people free in grace and out of religion and before long they would be back knocking on the door of legality and that almost seems to be the pattern, the natural draw that we have for some reason is to, once we're free, and many of us are free of religion, that's for sure, but we then begin to put limits and restrictions on ourselves. It's, It's nuts and here's what Paul said. Galatians, remember that was the, the church that Paul went into and, and ministered grace and then the Judaizers followed up behind him. We spent a lot of time last year on Galatians. Followed up behind Paul and said, yeah, that message of Paul is good, but you know, you need to add circumcision, you need to add a work to the grace. They were the first mixture people, the Judaizers. Grace is good, but you got a law to go with it. And I think a lot of us have come out of out of the legalities of religion, but a lot of us still have bonds, cords, ties, hold downs, that are restricting us that we have placed on ourselves. Paul said this, Galatians chapter one, verse six. Let me just get a drink here. Paul said, I'm astonished. And he said, I'm extremely irritated. I love the way the amplifier rolls this. I'm astonished and extremely irritated that you so quickly have so quickly shifted in your allegiance and deserting him who called you by the grace of Christ to a different, even contrary gospel, which is really not another gospel. But there are obviously some people masquerading as teachers who are disturbing and confusing you with a misleading, counterfeit teaching and want to distort the gospel of Christ, twisting it into something which it absolutely is not. Verse eight but even if, even if we or an angel from heaven should preach to you a gospel contrary to that which originally was preached to you, let him be condemned to destruction. And as I have said before, so now I say it again, if anyone is preaching to you a gospel different from that which you received from us, let him be condemned to destruction. I mean, that's pretty strong. Paul, you can, you can say, and Amplify really picks up on it well. You can sense the irritation in Paul. He said, you have come into freedom. Now don't allow yourself to go back into any restriction. Look at me, especially restrictions that you place on yourself. Don't put restrictions on yourself. Don't say I'm gonna do or I'm not gonna do. Don't say this is wrong and this is right. Just be sensitive to the voice of the Father, that first point we covered. See a lot of us have jumped the hurdle of acceptance and that we're not made righteous by our own works as religion taught we've we've jumped that hurdle, but we still go back and we even unconsciously put these barriers on ourselves that man i for, I forgot to pray today i haven't I haven't been fellowshipping with the father i don't I don't feel very close to him today because I feel like I've dropped the ball or man, I, I, I just feel like doing this, I shouldn't be doing this. Okay, that's fine and stop doing it, but don't put yourself under under a legal law that says, now you have separated yourself from God because of that. See, we've, we've come a ways in grace. We understand fully that the Father accepts us, just like we are, but man, we have a hard time accepting ourselves just like we are. We know that the Father, has forgiven us, but we struggle and struggle and struggle to forgive ourselves even of things in the past, things that we've come through that we've mentally grasped God remembers our sins no more. But man, our mind works over time to remind us of our past transgressions. We've grabbed the truth in grace that God is good. He's always good, always acts for our goodness but we have a hard time believing that we're good. And that's the grace that he's going to take us into, that we're able to release ourselves and know ourselves as he knows us. Paul in Romans chapter five, if you back up with me to Romans chapter five, Paul, Paul said this, and this is, this is kind of what I see flooding this year. And I, I'm, I'm really concerned in our development that we're able to let ourselves go. Forgive ourselves, see ourselves as good, see ourselves as righteous. We, we've, got, we've gotten into the message far enough to see, okay, I, I, I believe that in, in doctrine or theory that I don't have to do anything to be righteous. And that's that's very that gives me a lot of freedom. But I still don't feel like I'm very good. I still don't feel like I, I, I haven't forgiven myself, haven't let go of the past myself. We read over in, in Isaiah 42, he said, look, the, the former things are done, they're past, they're going, I'm doing something new. What he's gonna do new this year is to take you into a place where you experience grace for yourself, a new freedom, a new level of freedom in your life. It's it's like this, Romans chapter five, verse 20. Romans chapter five, verse 20. But the law came, Let's, let's just talk about the laws you put on yourself. The laws came to increase and expand the awareness of the trespass by defining and unmasking sin okay so maybe maybe that's where you're living right now that's that was the whole purpose of law was to point up our sin when you put laws on yourself when you put restrictions on you what you're doing is you're setting yourself up to to perceive that you're missing the mark and he, he explains that here he said let me start again but where law came to increase and expand the awareness of the trespass by defining and unmasking sin, but where sin increased, God's remarkable, gracious gift of grace, his unmerited favor has surpassed it and increased all the more. You're coming into a grace this year, and I'm speaking to some of you that have had a real problem forgiving yourself. You know he sees you righteous, but you're having a problem seeing you righteous. He's going to bring you into a grace this year that's gonna sweep over all of that. And you're gonna be able to release yourself from those things that have pointed up and highlighted what he says in that, that fifth chapter of the 20th, that have highlighted sin, made sin big. And he said, wherever sin was perceived as big, grace is even bigger. You're gonna come into that grace for you this year, not just intellectually, not just theoretically or theologically which you probably progressed, a lot of you here at the Digital Cathedral, we've got that much of a handle on grace. But I'm telling you, there's a whole lot more of freedom for you to experience. The sin, the harmatia, the missing the mark is your authentic identity. When, when God created you, it is image and likeness and you see you less than, or for some reason detracted from that image and likeness, you've missed the bullseye. You've missed the target. The, the, The target is to see your natural identity as divinity. I don't know about you, but I spent a lot of years in church, and I never heard one teaching. I never taught. For 35 years till I got a I got this revelation of grace and finished work I never heard one message on on 2nd Peter chapter 1 verse 4 that says you are a partaker of the divine nature I will guarantee you that you never heard one message in your evangelical or your charismatic or your Pentecostal or your holiness church you never heard one teaching on 2nd Peter 1 4 that says you're a partaker of the divine nature that was way out of bounds we would never see ourselves that way. Yeah, Peter said it, but we would never see us. And that's the dimension of grace I'm, I'm, I'm talking about. So when we don't see ourselves like that, we miss the mark. And when you miss the mark, you act in a way that is not consistent with the target. The only way you can live the target, having your identity as divinity, is to flush out from you the perceptions you have of yourself when you miss the mark you don't see you as the Father sees you so what you're coming into this year in a revelation of grace and you mark my words you're gonna become very uh, peaceful and very rested in the fact that you see you now like he sees you and there's not that disparity between between you saying yeah I know God sees me as righteous He sees me as holy, He sees me as justified, sanctified. He sees me as uh, perfect. You're gonna move beyond that and you're gonna be able to say, okay, I now am hitting the mark. I'm seeing myself the way that He sees me. And that's the level of grace I think we're coming into. It's a wave of grace that's gonna enable us to move to the next place in this message. And this next place in in the message of grace where we are able to let go of our past let go of what we see as our our unrighteousness, let go of what we see as our not being good, when we're able to let go of that, then we begin to speak this message with power. It begins to penetrate the spirits and the lives of other people. But as long as you've got that little block up there that you're not seeing you like he sees you, or you're not walking in your own perception in the way that the Father says you're walking, now you intellectually have grabbed it That's how far you've gone in grace. But I'm speaking to people this morning. You've had a hard time with you. (laughs) You've had a hard time with you. You've had a hard time uh, thinking that you are who he says you are. The grace of who he says you are has set you free to a point. It's time to take the next step of freedom of grace. So what what am I trying to drive across this morning? I'm trying to drive across that the good work, the maturing has begun in us. It's begun big time. and it's going to continue at the hand of the one who started it. So now's not the time for you to try to finish what he started. Don't any of these 12 points, I I'm, I'm telling you, you, you you cannot move into them on your own. yet you can't deepen them. It comes by the spirit of truth. The Spirit of truth has one one job and that's that's to take you where you need to go. And so when you come into the digital cathedral every Sunday through this next year, my commitment to you is to help to get you and to get me where we need to go. And the way that's worked in my life for you know over 50 years of ministry now is that when the Father gets on me, I get on you. <laughs> when the Father works in me, I, I, I bring it and I say, he's working this in you. I, I, I'm out on the end of the sphere and you're right behind me. And then we got a multitude of people that are, are wave after wave that are following us in what we're doing, you're trailblazer you're an initiator of the father's initiation as he initiates this year and we rest into it and, and we affect change in our life it's going to it's going to be good so w- let me encourage you don't don't try to finish this let the one who started the same the same procedures that have got you this far since you entered in and you got free of religion and free of law and in walking in grace the same procedures of his unveiling and your responding of trusting him and obey and then leave the results to him. That same same pattern is gonna walk you through the whole thing. Now's the time to let that divine influence that works within you create effortless change. I love effortless change. I'm gonna teach effortless change as many, as often as I can for every day that I've got left. The real change in your life is effortless. It comes by the spirit of truth as it works inwardly. It's an inside job. Now's the time to let that divine influence create effortless change in your life. And what you do, you rest in Him. Is that what we read in Isaiah? He said, I want you aware of it. He said, I'm gonna do a new thing. I want you aware. I'm gonna do what seems impossible. And so what might seem as impossible right now to us, maybe it seems impossible that you could ever forgive yourself for that thing you did 20 years ago. Maybe you robbed a bank, went to prison. I don't know what it was. It's different for all of us. But we've all got it, believe me, we've all got it. We've all got those things that are hiding in the, in the closet that every once in a while we wanna open the door and take a peek to see if they're still in there and then we try to close the door real quick. You know what he's gonna do? He's cleaning the closet out. He's cleaning the closet. He's already cleaned it out at the cross, fully cleaned it out. So what you're looking at when you look into the closet is an illusion. <laughs> those things from your past, those skeletons, that, that's an illusion, they're not there. You think they're there. You perceive they're there, so you're convinced they are there. It's like the monster under the bed when you were a kid. Man, you thought the monster was under the bed, and because you thought he was under the bed, you believed he was, you heard him. And when you looked under the bed, you could see him. So you ran out to daddy, and daddy would take you back in, tuck you, and say, don't worry, there's no monster in the room. I'm right here, I'm right here. No monster's gonna get you. And it's that way as we come into to the, to the depths of, of these truths. So. The one that we get is going to complete it. I'm I'm going to stop right here for just a minute because I feel like I need to recap some things. Let me go back over these these five that we've covered so far. I just feel like I need to kind of sweep this up. All right, first thing that we said the Father's going to do this year, and I'm going back to last week. First thing that we think that the Father's going to do this year is you can expect to hear his voice very clearly. Now, if you didn't look at last week's teaching, go back and listen to it. Matter of fact, if you listen to it, go back and listen to it again. First thing he's gonna do, or the first things he's gonna do, and these 12 are not in priority or order, they're just the way he gave them to me is the way I'm giving them to you. He said to me, tell them to expect to hear my voice with clarity as never before. He said one other thing in conjunction with that, I wanna say it right now. He said the static that you're hearing that causes you to not hear him, comes through your five physical senses, through your perceptions. When you see, when you hear, when you sense, when you feel something that is contrary to him, it creates a static within your your, your mind and you cannot hear in your spirit. It can't pass through that filter. That's why we renew our minds. We renew our minds to hear correctly. He said, your minds are being renewed. The Spirit is doing a work within you. Expect to hear the Father's voice with definitive clarity as we come into this year. Second thing he said, and we hit it last week, was he's going to detach you and pull you out of the world systems more and more. Get ready because he's going to, the pull down of the world systems is going to alleviate. You still got some ties, and as you discover more of grace, you see those bonds, those restrictions that we put on ourselves. And, he, and he's, he's saying this: that as you seek first the kingdom this year, as you come into this year and you seek first the kingdom, you're going to find that your interests change. Some of the things that have drawn you and pulled you and sucked you back into the into what you thought was separation from him it never was, but you thought it was those things are gonna fall off. Your interest and your priorities are going to change. Get ready because the, the, he's gonna detach the pull-down of the systems of the world, right? The systems of the world all revolve around ego, uh, money, uh, self-improvement, self, uh, all those things that we try to do to, to make us better or to improve our situation. Dog eat dog, step on others to get ahead. He said, those things are coming out. They're not going to be part of you. Number three, he said, look for divine connections globally with people that are walking and heading the same way that you are. He's, he's building his ecclesia. He's building the ecclesia means called out ones. You have been called out of the religious system. You're a first fruit that he's called out. And now you can expect that he's going to connect you some of you are actually going to move geographical areas because you're living in the wrong place. He has a place of habitation for you. If you're just living where you're at because, you know, that's where your job took you, it may you may need to get to where he has you to go. I, I, I got I could say a lot on that. But just be aware that he's gonna, he's gonna connect you with people, not just around you. People all over the world, people in other communities, people in other states, cities, countries. And number four, which we hit this morning, let me say it again, let me just reiterate it. He's gonna open your eyes to see the dilemmas and the problems solved that have perplexed you, that have seemed like there's no way out, there's no solution. This is the practicality of the kingdom. The part of the job of of the Spirit of Truth is to show you things to come to walk you out of where you're at maybe like a gps and number 5 he's pouring grace out with no limits that means you're going to release yourself and you're going to see you you're going to see you in a sharper image than you've ever seen you before through his eyes it's that 1 Corinthians 13 that now we're looking through a glass darkly but then face to face we will we will know ourselves as we've always been known Now we're looking in a glass uh, dimly, it says, but then face to face. All right, so what I'm saying is this. He's moving us from where you're at this morning, starting this new year. This is January of 2021. Where you're at this morning, he's moving you. He's shifting you. He's taking you to another place. Now, it's not a totally unfamiliar place because these 12 we're talking about, he's laid down as a foundation for you. He's laid them down, now he's starting to build on it. And the way he builds on it is to give greater understanding and revelation of what you already have seen darkly, or got a glimpse of, or your eyes have just, you're squinting, you're still squinting. He's gonna open your eyes fully into the measure and bring you into the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. That's, that's the end game. You wanna know what he's gonna do from now through eternity is bring you into the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. So that's gonna mean change. It's gonna mean shifting. That means you're gonna to have to go deeper. Again, don't try to do this yourself. Let him, you just ride it. You ride the wave. You, you, you position yourself in rest. And as he unveils to your spirit, you respond to it. it, it, it this is not rocket scientist, my friends. We have made this Christian life so complex, so technical, so difficult. It's not. When he shows you in your spirit, stop your efforts. When he shows you in your spirit, respond. Somebody said it like this, obey God and leave the results to him. Now, can we all do that? Can we just be sensitive to his voice and what you perceive he's saying and doing within your life, respond to it. You say, well, what if I miss it? If you miss it, that's the job of the Spirit of Truth, get you back on course, and he'll do that. We're, we're, we're moving from the now through eternity, and as we move from the now through eternity, we're going to make shifts in how, how we see. Uh, we're going to make adjustments to that which we're seeing. So these, these 12 are, are shift producers. These are shift producers. They shifted you one time. And as you see them more deeply, they're gonna shift you again. The, the, the father's gonna have a family of sons and daughters who reflect him in character and life as lived out in the life of Jesus. <clears throat> I, I'm just on a rabbit trap I and mean, I, 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 I may not get much further than where I'm at this morning right now. We learn our, our character and our moral standing from Jesus. Paul's our theologian. We learn theolo- theology from Paul. We learn right beliefs from Paul. Jesus is our moral compass. And where he teaches in uh, the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew, what is it, 5, 6, and 7. Matthew 5, 6, and 7. If you wanna know how the kingdom of God operates, read Matthew 5, 6, and 7. If you wanna know what to believe, read the epistles of Paul. Paul wrote belief system. He wrote right standing. He wrote uh, uh, finished work of the cross. He wrote grace. So he shows you uh, how you are to believe. Jesus showed us how we are to live. Now if we're gonna live like Jesus demonstrated, then we're gonna have to believe what Paul wrote. Paul is the one that shows us how to believe. You act as an extension of what you believe. If you wanna change the way you act, you have to change the way you believe. The Pharisees could could never measure to what Jesus was teaching, and it frustrated them so much they finally killed him. They could not hit the, the, the target, they couldn't hit the stride that Jesus was teaching because they believed wrong. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. So here's, here's where we're going with this. If you wanna act different, you have to believe different. As, as the Father takes us, and we've we've come through what? five Five things so far. As the Father takes us deeper into these, it's gonna change the way we believe, the way we see. And when we change the way we believe what we see, then our actions naturally correspond. You You don't have to try to modify your behavior. Stop doing that. Stop trying to be better. Stop it. It hasn't worked and it's not going to work. The change that you experience in life comes from within. As the revelation of grace gets deeper, it changes you within. And you start living in more grace. You start walking in more grace. You start extending to other people more grace. You can't see other people outside of their flesh unless you're experiencing the grace for yourself. That's why I'm telling you, he's taking you deeper in your understanding of grace and a release for you. Conceptually, you got it. But you're still maybe still struggling when you look at somebody, you look at them and you say, Man, they're they are so messed up. But when you've experienced and you've Grayson, you have been able to let yourself go, forgive yourself, see you as he sees you fully, entirely, 100%, you can look at that person and say, you know what? They're just seeing themselves wrong. They don't know who they are. They don't know what they possess. Don't they know that they have everything that they need now or will ever need to know? You're gonna go to church. Some of you I know miss church. And so you go back to church and you, you, you miss the people. But you're listening to garbage that comes off off the pulpit, and what you're saying, because you can more than listen to the digital cathedral. You catch it later, and you're going. Tuh. I wish I could tell the pastor to top, stop telling people to strive and work and change their behavior because they can't. I wish I could get this revelation of grace into him. I'm telling you how you can do it. When you begin to walk in the depths of it for yourself, and you're really living it out, and you're living love. You know what it does? It changes, it, it, New, New Agers would say it changes your aura. I, I'm telling you, it changes the spirit that is around you. It changes the vibes that you're putting out. And all of a sudden that pastor is going to come to you, he's going to say, what has changed with you? There's so much love, there's so much goodness, there's so much peace in your life. What, what are you doing? It'll give you a chance when he asks, you tell him. When people ask of you, be ready to give them an answer. You don't have to push it down their throats. You don't have to try to to force them into a change. As, As you change, it changes what is around you. As your perception of you changes, your perception of others will change. And you will become a Jesus magnet. The whole power of the kingdom is not what we're able to push on other people or tell them they have to do. It's a simple proclamation of who they already are and need to come into awareness of and you have to you almost have to earn that right to begin to disclose it to people isn't that what jesus did jesus went about doing good healing all that were oppressed of the devil and multitudes followed him they saw the message demonstrated in the life of jesus and they wanted some of what he had now unfortunately he was on the 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 pre-cross side of things he came for the jews he ministered to the Jews. A few Gentiles were, were mixed in there, but essentially he said he came for the lost sheep of the house of Israel. So they, they really couldn't get it. And so long comes Paul who was handpicked by Jesus to show us how to believe right, how to how to see ourselves right, so that what Jesus taught us in the way to live, we're able to demonstrate it. You notice Paul never talked much about that. He would say flee, flee uh, ungodliness or stop, lying or he he would say the things but he would never never hit it with the depth and the power that Jesus did because that wasn't his mission it wasn't his mission that's why Paul didn't i don't think Paul referred much to Jesus he didn't never talked about a miracle of Jesus never talked about a parable of Jesus said very little about the life of Jesus the only references that G, that Paul made to Jesus was to explain what Jesus did to explain what he brought to us and then Paul would lay it out and it's because that's what Paul was trying to do. He was trying to change us internally. And what is that? What is that? What is the bottom line on that eternal change? <clears throat> well, it's to make you like Daddy. It's to be an imitator of God. Imitators of God, as dear children. What is that? Galatians four one five one or Ephesians four. 1. I can't remember exactly the address, but I do know this: God is love. God is love. It's, it's, it's a love that holds no record of wrongs, right? It's a, it's a love that never runs out of patience. It's a love that is not self-seeking. It's a love that is not jealous or envious. So what is he working into? What are the, What's these 12? And I'm sorry I'm on this rabbit trail. I can't get off of it. I'm just flowing right now. So what is it that he's working into us? Why these 12? What's going on here? He's working a character of love into us. When I say he's he's bringing you to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, what I'm saying is he's bringing you to the measure of the stature of the fullness of love himself. Jesus fully demonstrated the love of the Father, a love that kept no records of wrong, never ran out of patience, wasn't self-seeking, wasn't envious, wasn't jealous. That's what he's working in you. So it just stands to reason that he's going to develop in us this year, these things that we're talking about. So please don't just take these and say, yeah, I've heard those, I know those, blah, blah. No, you don't, you have, we haven't scratched it. I, I sit back and I look and I go, why never, didn't I ever ask the Father to show me the results of the decisions before I ever make them? It's because I wasn't prepared to hear it yet. I was too busy trying to get revelation of new truth to sit back and say, oh, he said he would show us things to come, show me what is going to come. Show me what's gonna come in my children's life so I'll know how to guide them. Show me what's gonna come, the place that I work. You know, I look back, I worked my way through college at General Foods in Kankakee, Illinois. as a dog food factory. I used to make dog food for night shift. That's how I paid my tuition. Back in those days, you couldn't get a student loan that you expected somebody else in the future to pay off. That's, excuse me. (laughs) So I paid my tuition as I went. That factory is not in existence anymore. There were people that worked there that had their total security and trust in that factory. There was a day they came and they found there was a lock on the door and that factory was no more. Now, had they known that was to come, they could have made, they could have made plans under the direction of the Spirit of God to do something else, to get trained in another field. You see what I'm saying? So when he shows you things to come is for a purpose, it's a part that we've neglected. I think we've neglected concentrating on releasing and forgiving ourselves, seeing ourselves righteous, seeing ourselves justified, seeing ourselves holy, seeing yourself as perfect. I look at my life and I say, you're a mess. But then I have to look at the way he sees me and who am I gonna believe? I'm gonna believe what I say about me or what he says about me. I think I'm much better off to believe what he says about me. All right, I think, I think I've gone far enough with this today. Let these things work in your life you're, you're, you're totally free of things you you're, you're such a free person you're free to learn you're free to, to just drink from the well of water of living water deeply let's make this year a year where we transition and shift and make changes easily like never before now next week I want to pick this up with number number six uh, I want you to I want you to think about Isaiah 4319 and Isaiah 42.9, those two verses of scripture, and just let those roll around, and think about the new things that need to come and need to transpire in your life. Meditate on these five that I've given you, and ask him, say, Father, show me, is there any place I'm seeing me wrong? I'm convinced how you see me, is there a place I'm seeing me wrong? Ask him, spend, spend some time and say, are, are there things that are still creating static in my mind of hearing your voice? Am, am I relying too much on, on perception, what I see going on in politics, or what I see going on in religion, or what I see going on in other people's lives? Is that, is that what's influencing me so that I don't hear what you're trying to get across to me? Ask him if there's ties and cords that need to be removed. Look for divine connections. The person that you're just friended on Facebook, that might be a divine connection. Might not be, but he will show you and he will connect you. And expect him to begin to solve the dilemmas that you thought were unsolvable in your daily lives. That husband, that wife, that child, that you—that wants nothing to do with this message that you've latched onto. Wants nothing to do with it. The Father knows exactly how to push their buttons. Stop trying to push them yourself, and until he shows you how to push them, just love them. Just love them into the change, amen? God bless you, see you Wednesday night. We'll pick up on these and we'll push it on forward next week. I'm gonna try to finish this up next week. God bless you, have a wonderful week, and we'll catch you next Sunday morning, 10 a.m. at the Digital Cathedral. Keep praying for me, and this is January. If you wanna make a support for the year, something on a monthly basis, it's great. Helps us to make all of our plans the year you can make a contribution at donkeithley.com, and you can set it up on a on a monthly basis if that's what you'd like to do. Thank you, and God bless. See you next time.